Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the podcast, Three Sides, with me, Aaron McLeod, where we will talk about all things that fall under the umbrellas of high performance, passion, and equality. Hello and welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. So last episode, we dove into the first wave of feminism. The end result was the woman's right to vote in 1920, if you remember, but not without a lot of racism and a divide between abolitionists and suffrage groups. The end result was mostly white women gaining the right to vote and most women of color having to wait 45 more years until their vote was guaranteed with the passing of the 1965 Civil Rights Act. We will, of course, get into all of that and how that act even came about as we continue on. We're going to shake it up a little bit, though, today. We're going to, of course, discuss the goals and outcomes of the second wave, but focus on a few kick-ass people in the meantime. But first, a word from our sponsors. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info and odds. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship and the start to the Major League Baseball season. Favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super. Day. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the second wave of feminism started in about 1960 and lasted about 20 years. There was a huge increase in women in the workforce, so naturally there was a big focus on equality and discrimination when it came to the workplace. The second wave is commonly referred to as the liberation movement, and Gloria Steinman is coined as one of the leaders of this movement. Crazy side note about Steinman. I was at Penn State at the time when she was doing a speaking tour, and at the time my very first girlfriend was in town, and well, let's just say I was a bit of a newbie in the activism world. I didn't really know even what a feminist was or what that looked like. And I had no idea who Gloria Steinman was until I heard her speak. It was the same way I felt when I heard Maya Angelou speak or the Dalai Lama. She had this presence about her, a confidence and determination. Watching her speak made me curious. How do you become an activist and why? As most of you know, I'm Canadian. And as Canadians, we are famous for saying Sorry. And if I'm saying it like a true Canadian, it's sorry. We apologize for everything, even when it is clearly not our fault. And we're also known for being a bit passive aggressive. And as someone who wants to do more and be more informed and make a difference, I realize that conflict and confrontation come with that role. And of course, I would 
avoid that like the plague. But at some point, we find the need and desire to stand up for what we believe is right, especially when it comes to standing up for what is right, period. Being a professional athlete, I realize that I have a platform, and I'm going to do my best to use it towards making a difference. I have done a little bit of my own activism through some of my artwork. So naturally, I looked at artists and different types of art and creativity, and I came across Helen Reddy. This woman started performing in the Australian Vanderbilt circuit at the ripe old age of four. She joined the women's liberation movement and recognized quickly there was no songs that existed that promoted a positive self-image that she felt that she gained from joining the movement. Her song, which most of you probably know, I Am Woman, became the number one hit in 1972. And when she accepted her Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, she thanked God because, quote-unquote, she makes everything perfect. Very nice touch. So here are some of the lyrics. I'm not going to sing it all, but the one line you might know at the beginning, I am woman, hear me roar. And I'll just read the rest now. In numbers, too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend because I've heard it all before. And I've been down there on the floor. No one's ever going to keep me down again. Oh, yes, I am wise, but it's wisdom born of pain. Yes, I've paid the price, but look how much I've gained. If I have to, I can do anything. I am strong. I am invincible. I am woman. Obviously, you can look up the rest of this song. It's a great one. Check it out when you have a chance. I saw it on YouTube. This song became one of the anthems of the liberation movement. But what exactly happened between 1920 and 1950 that caused so many women to feel trapped in their roles as housewife, homemaker, and caregiver? Well, for one thing, wars happened. A Second World War, the Cold War, the Vietnam War. When men went off to war, women filled many of their roles. When the men came back, however, many of these women faced dismissal, hostility, and discrimination for being too educated. The American focus for the soldiers being away at war shifted to creating a comfortable home, an idealized home life with the father as the breadwinner and the mother as a housewife. Betty Friedan, who is famously known for writing The Feminine Mystique, claims that the only definition for an American woman after 1949 was the housewife slash mother. But how does she come to write one of the most powerful books of the century? I'm currently listening to it on audiobook. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. So Frieda started with a survey asking her former classmates if they were happy with their expected role in society. Recognizing that the majority of women were unhappy, she coined the term feminine mystique to describe the assumption that women would be fulfilled from their housework, marriage, sexual lives, and children. This next quote, there's a lot happening as far as gender and a true definition of quote-unquote woman. Frieden described a woman who was actually feminine, should not have wanted to work, get an education, or have political opinions. Barf is what I have to say to that quote. Barf. But that is truly what was expected of them from society or men. Well, most men anyway. It is fair to say, though, that the war changed a lot. Magazines in the 1930s featured women as strong, heroic, independent, and career-driven. But soon that all changed. 
The problem with the shifts in gender roles was women felt pressure to stay silent about being unhappy. So when did this liberation movement really start? Was it the feminine mystique or was it before that? Some say it happened quietly around 1946 when French philosopher Simone de Beauvoir wrote a book called The Second Sex, basically criticizing the Western world for positioning women as quote-unquote other and man as default. It was published in 1949 and soon became a sensation. This is another book I'm reading right now, and it's a little bit dense, but it's also incredible. Some called this book book porn. And it was banned from the Vatican because it talked about religion and sexuality. Heaven forbid. This igniter made its way to American soil around 1953 and had a major influence on so many women behind the American feminist movement. One of which was, of course, Betty Friedan. She published The Feminine Mystique in February of 1963, 10 years later, and instantly it became a bestseller. She based the book on a sample of white, educated housewives and didn't focus on women of color or white women who already had outside jobs. Both The Second Sex and The Feminine Mystique were quote-unquote call-to-action books, but the movement still hadn't really begun. Well, on the surface, that is, anyway. In 1961, President John F. Kennedy created the Commission on the Status of Women on February 28th, 1961, based off of the recommendation of Esther Peterson, the Assistant Secretary of Labor for Women's Affairs. This bipartisan group, I had to look up bipartisan, I'm learning a lot as I go through this, it's basically the agreement or cooperation of two political parties that usually oppose one another's policies, example, the Democrats and Republicans. This bipartisan group was made of 26 people, headed by none other than the absolute boss, Eleanor Roosevelt. As a side note, Eleanor was, like I said, a total boss and did some incredible work for women, all women. She also was in this 30-year relationship with a reporter, I should say a female reporter. If you want to read more about it, I suggest reading Eleanor and Hick. The only reason I bring that up is because I'm always looking for queer people that have been role models in history in a time that was let's say not so accepting of the queer lifestyle. In any case, following the creation of this group the following year, the president ordered federal agencies to end sexual discrimination in hiring. And in 1963, he signed into law the historic Equal Pay Act, which prohibited the discrimination on account of sex in the payment of wages by employers. Obviously, that hasn't been put into effect totally, but... It was a significant start. It was also incredibly timely, as it was around the same time that Betty Friedan came out with the feminine mystique, and there was a lot of angry women. The commission helped to steer that energy in a good direction, and many women in that group would go on to found the National Organization for Women in 1966. These women were massive in this movement, but President Kennedy, influenced by a lot of these women, got the ball rolling. Now, we are just touching the surface of the liberation movement, and we'll continue to dive into more of it next time. But there's one thing that I want to comment on when it comes to social constructs. Yes, that is how this entire journey started, was through social constructs. But the funny thing about history is it is often written by those who are in power, 
and within the social constructs that exist in that moment of time. Some things that were deemed appropriate 80 years ago are not appropriate now. Our lens is often influenced by the world around us, and it's almost impossible for history to be objective. There is a lot of shame, hurt, anger, and millions of other emotions that come with the truth. But I believe the more we can educate ourselves on what is really happening, then we can at least try to avoid history repeating itself again. Some often say that President Kennedy was kind of like the unsung hero during the liberation movement, or at the beginning of the liberation movement anyway. But the truth is, when it comes to shifts in mentality and gender norms and what's expected in society and other social constructs, it often comes from those who are the majority, the ones who are making the most money, the ones who have the most power. It has to come from them. To end today, I just want to thank everyone who sent all their warm wishes for my speedy recovery. If you are listening to this, I am probably in the sky flying to Vancouver to meet up with the rest of the national team to celebrate again our gold medal from the summer in Tokyo. I get to see my friends and family and my grandma. Can't wait. Thanks again for listening. And here's one more word from our sponsor. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Three Sides with Aaron McLeod. If you are interested in hearing about a certain topic, let me know. You can email me directly at themotivenation1 at gmail.com or my Mindful Project email, aaron at themindfulproject.us. Thank you for your presence and for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.